Welcome to Top 5, the best of 2018 weather explosion network is celebrating everything we love about 2018 from games, music, TV, movies, and online media. You can head it over to explosionnetwork.com slash best of 2018 to find all of our celebratory content. My name is Dylan Blight and joining me this today on this episode, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about all the TV that we watch streamed on our various devices. That is 100% right. And if you didn't understand the words coming out of Ashley's mouth right then, today's episode is all about our top 10 TV shows list. And in particular, the top five of that dead list, which we'll be breaking down and going over in much more detail. But before we get to that, let's read off numbers 10 through 6, which of course you can find out more about and why we picked them in our top 10 article available at explosionnetwork.com slash best of 2018. And number 10... We had Orange is the New Black. And number nine, we had Nailed It. And number eight, we had Sharp Objects. Number seven, Preacher. And at number six, we had Brooklyn Nanan. And that is the bottom half of the top That's a really good list. list. Like that, that could really potentially good... be a top five list for some places. So good yeah, is that bottom that's right. five. That's of the top exactly ten. right. <laughs> Jeez, what is the top five going to be? Yeah, I was about to say, if that's the bottom, like how good are these top, the next, uh, the actual top five TV shows that follow? They must be amazing. So let's get into them. What do we have at number five, Ash? Number five is the Netflix documentary series, Wild Wild Country. out of my city. They're run by satanic power. There is talk of vigilantes who may seek revenge on the Rajneeshis. A bomb went off in the middle of the community. More than 60 followers evacuated. It was a catastrophe. If I didn't take measures to protect our community... When the world's most controversial guru builds a utopian city deep in the Oregon desert, conflict with the locals escalates into a national scandal. You So you watched this yep. back in April, I want to say... Something like that. Very early in the year. Yeah. We were talking about on What Do You Want to Watch. Like one yes. of the earliest episodes of What Do You Want to Watch, I swear. Um, and I think it says something that it's still, by by the time we came around to the end of the year, it was still just in my mind as one of the best things I've watched all year. And I wouldn't say I watch like a shit ton of documentaries because I know people out there pretty much just watch every documentary that probably drops. You know, they just love that shit. But I feel like I watch a decent amount of documentaries like I'm not exactly a yeah. noob <laughs> when it comes to documentary no. uh, people, and this one was this is fucking this g- grabbed me by the head, and as I think I, I think this is what I talked about in the podcast when we talked about it. this grabbed me and made me want to Google, and that's the problem with these things. You know, you, you want to Google how it ends because it's you know it's a documentary and it's it's six episodes and episode one sets it up so such a weird thing that's happening because it's it's a middle of but fuck nowhere town in america like you know population 100 or even less probably that's how small the town was and in episode one you find out about this guru moving in with hundreds to thousands i don't really remember numbers of his followers and they start putting up this town that's about i'm not exactly sure just but you know not not far away from where the this this small town is like close enough that it starts pissing off this very small town and it's just such an odd thing that you're like can this really happen can like someone just roll in 
to a <laughs> can someone just roll in like this and be like, we're just setting up camp here and and doing this and I I think it's everything from the why do people follow him to the how the fuck did they even get there to this is all going to end badly of course it is and how do we get to that point to like the law stuff that they go through because of course they have to get into that like the legality around what they were doing all these sorts of things and it it's one of the weirdest true story things I think I have ever watched in my life and I, st- I still honestly cannot believe it is a a real thing that happened it is the oddest i have really no way to describe it but if you have and another thing is I, I really don't want to spoil it because i do think you know it's six episodes it's short as far as some things go i suppose i would implore everyone to watch it because not only would it be my favorite documentary uh i've watched this year overall it's also just one of the best tv things i've watched all year because i just i had to go to work and that was an issue obviously but as soon as i got home from work i remember just like racing to the tv and this is i was hooked i'm like next episode next episode next episode just get get me through this crazy ass story and then i kept telling people about it too and that's when you know it's a good show i watched this documentary i watched this documentary i watched this documentary um, you never, you still haven't got around to it, have you? No, I still haven't got around to it. I might have to remedy that before the end of the year. Mm. I mean, it's was there the any particular five. reason? No, just yeah. just other things took precedence. I think I forgot about it for a few months as well. So, but it's definitely one. Yeah, I was about to say because I did hype I, it up a lot. Yeah, because yeah. I did talk it up when we first. Yeah. I think uh, you hyped it up, and then like a month later, everybody else on the internet realized <laughs> what it was, and it blew up again. At least on my Twitter timeline. Yeah. I like being ahead of the curve. Trendsetter, yeah. they call me. Yep, certainly do. <laughs> uh, so, Wild Wild Country. And also, the, the last thing on that they'll say that was interesting was it was um, executive produ- producers were the Duplass, du- Duplass? Du- Duplass. Duplass. Duplass Brothers, which was, and that they also did the. Um, What's that other one that came out this year that they helped produce? No, Evil Genius. Uh, did they do that one? No. Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? They did another one. Or they, they, they yeah, Evil Geniuses was the one they did. Yeah, yeah. So interesting year for them, I'd say. Yeah. Netflix true 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 crime documentaries was a, a thing for the G Plus brothers. It's interesting. Uh all right. At number four, we have Better Cole Soul Season Four. Why don't you stop running the game on me and just tell me about the job? Step into my office. Fair? Let's talk about fair. I decide what he deserves. Stubbornness and persuasiveness are two of my top uh, The synopsis followers. of which, if you don't know at this point, the trials and tribulations of criminal lawyer Jimmy McGill in the time leading up to establishing his strip mall law office in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I think season four is the strongest of all of the seasons. It has... And look, I want to put something in line here. It has the most connections to uh, Breaking Bad. That is not the reason. It is the strongest season, though. That is just also a coincidence uh, that happens to take place during season four. But I, I think season four is the strongest because it's 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 hard to talk about it without spoiling. It. And I'm like, are we doing spoilers because it's season four? Like, are we doing stuff spoilers for previous <laughs> seasons? Let's make a ruling now. Yes, we are. At this point, I'm, I'm not spoiling current season. We're not 
Do you hear it? Do you hear Ash? We're not spoiling stuff for current the seasons we're talking about, but we're allowed to talk about stuff for those shows prior seasons. Got sure, it. Whatever. Ruling locked in. Locked in. Oh Jesus Christ! It's so aggressive <laughs> me today. Oh jeez. Um. So this season has Jimmy dealing with the fact that his brother died, and that was something that happened at the end of the the previous season, and it's a really uh. They had such a complex relationship to the point where his brother basically didn't want him to be a lawyer and his brother also had a condition, didn't have a condition that led to his death where he thought electricity was hurting him and stuff along those lines that we've dealt through uh, the last couple of seasons. And then coming into this season, you get to see Jimmy do this weird thing where it's like he regresses his emotions. It's like, oh, your brother's dead. That sucks for a day. Next day. Anyone want coffee? Anyone want anything? And it's that whole thing where people are around him looking at him like, is he okay? Like, he should be more upset. He should be crying. He shouldn't be. And he's kind of just, he deals with his brother's death in a odd way, I, I guess, for most people. And by the time we get to the end of this season, his, the, his emotional payoff for all of that kind of comes to its end point and such a heartbreaking yet also fantastic way. And Kim in this season gets a lot to do a lot more than previous seasons. Uh, lots of characters, more action, I suppose, is the other thing this season. A lot more action as we're getting closer to Breaking Bad ter- territory as we creep ever so closer. But overall, fantastic season. Best one. I'm excited to see where season five goes. And if they're going to end it there, there's also another interesting thing. What do we have at number three, Ash? Number three, we have The Good Place. I was just on Earth. It was incredible. The, the, the traffic, the pigeons. And I saw this place that was at once a pizza hut and a Taco Bell. I mean, oh, the mind reels. A pizza hut and a Taco Bell. Four people in their otherworldly frenemy struggle in the afterlife to define what it means to be good. Um, Open strong. They sort of left it in an interesting point at the end of season two. Uh, Opens with like a season, opened with like a two-parter sort of explain where everybody is. And the thing about this show is every time you think you know what the rest of the season is going to be or what the rest of the show is, they just pivot. They're like, you never know what you're going to expect episode to episode, which is what I love about it. Still super funny. Darcy, uh, Darcy Camden is uh, brilliant as uh, Janet and is like has a Emmy-worthy performance towards the end of the season. Um, who else is... Th- I mean, the writing on this is just insane because they're clearly thinking like seasons ahead. Somehow they've, they've already set for season four because they've already been renewed and I have no idea what they're going to do for a season four because it, it seems like they're running, heading towards the end of it of the run of the story, but clearly they've got more story to tell. So uh, I, I'm excited. It just, yeah, it's just one of those shows that I appreciate the storytelling and as well as it being really funny episode to episode and, and great character piece. All the characters are really great as well. Yeah. I love it. It sits <laughs> on my Netflix queue year yeah. after year. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year I'll be joining you in the conversation about the good Yeah, place. hopefully. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. At number two, we have Queer Eye Season 2. Although 
You can Let's be it. honest, it's just the, they both it's, came out this clear year. Over, you know, it's it's season one and two, but it's one uh, of those weird ones. I feel seasons. like it's it. Obviously, they filmed it back to back. You would, uh-huh. we believe. So, is it really just one two part season, or is it? It's it's confusing. No, well, if you can, if they're on separate DVDs and say season <laughs> one, and, well, look, here, here's it. Here's the yeah, it's their like definitions, isn't it? Yeah. What does it say on track? Yeah, season one, season two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, the, that's how you make the ruling on anything. <laughs> yeah, track dot TV. Does it count as a movie? In case you don't know, T R K T dot TV. Source for all our video tracking. Things keep getting better. A new Fad Five sets out to Atlanta to help the city's straight men, mm, straight people. Although, all right, let's, just people. let's <laughs> update. Let's just update the synopsis as we're going. Because as I start reading, I'm like, your synopsis is wrong. A new maybe Fad like Five sets episode. out to Atlanta. Maybe yeah. sets out to Atlanta to help the city's people redefine their wardrobes, grooming, diet, cultural pursuits, and home decor. Uh, so Queer Eye came out very early. What was it Feb- February? Early February? First yeah. season dropped. Yeah, um, came out. I thought it was a joke. I um, I in fact I don't. I'm pretty sure I sent out a tweet at the time. I'm watching this. Ha ha! Very funny kind of thing because I was expecting it to be kind of terrible because I was because I was expecting it to be like the original show. I, I I didn't even click onto the fact that it was called Queer Eye instead of Queer Eye for the straight guy. You know, like I I didn't yeah. even click onto the fact they'd kind of cut that distinction out and I was expecting it to just be more like that show which I didn't think would be very relevant in these like today you know like I, I feel like that it probably wouldn't have worked so well and I definitely feel like they knew that as well who the everyone behind this show because they ditched that element and it's just queer eye for everyone and yeah. it's not even it's not even the stereotype <sighs> Because here's the thing about that that original show, it was very stereotype heavy, like yeah, when it was around. But it it, it played on stereotypes, but also helped get. LBGQ there were the most feminine there, gays that they possibly could have. Yeah, there's like cast. there's like pluses and yeah, exactly. There's like pluses and negatives to that show, but I feel like one of the negatives is it kind of definitely did help shape that very stereotype for what is a quote unquote gay male, you know, that yep. that image. This show introduces a just wide range of people, which if, of course, makes more sense. They, they weren't playing off the, they didn't cast stereotypes, I feel. They just cast good people and they're all they're very unique personalities no one's like no one else they all do their their jobs really really well they all play off one another really really well and the show isn't so much about them like the original was just you know helping make someone look good it is more about the overall making people feel good you know like yeah, it's bettering it's people. less about what they look yeah, yeah it's more on that um yeah what, what what do you reckon? Because this one you've both watched finally. Yeah, it's just it's just feel good TV. I mean, each episode they're just helping somebody improve their situation more than just look better, which I felt like was the case in the first one. Just make their apartment look good. Make make them look good. 
teach them to cook one thing, which, I mean, translates to this one as well. They just, Anthony, <laughs> probably, it feels like he does the least on this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just show up with a couple of avocados and that's it. Uh, <laughs> but then you you get the, each ep- a lot of these episodes are really emotional as well. They, they go into their backstories. Yeah, the episode with the, the gay gentleman who finally came out to his stepmother had uh, what you had the woman episode who was the g- deeply religious woman who uh, a lot of the the queer eye guys have difficulties with religion that sort of thing de- delving into that and then of course you had the uh, the Skylar episode where he was a transgender man coming recovering from top surgery and sort of recovering have having a lot of those gay guys who haven't dealt with a transgender person before deal with that and discuss issues. And there's a lot of discussion of different issues throughout the whole entire series. Like I remember there being a one about police officers and Karamu mm-hmm. talking about being a black man and having to deal with police and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I think that was the first season. First yeah. season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you, you kind of bring up a, a good point. I f- f- forgot to mention that it's worth pointing out that, it's also about them, I guess, is the thing at times. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not always about the, you know, primarily it's about the the people they're trying to help or whatever. But there does come points in episodes where you do get to to come in at the actual Fab Five and come into their lives, talk about stuff. You know, the, I always find that um the transgender discussion I have on that that episode really interesting and I, I like the fact that they included it at that episode because it kind of helps people out there realize that hey you know there is that stereotype that well a gay man knows everything about what it's like to be a, a lesbian or a, a bisexual or you know yeah. you know like the, oh they all know everything's yeah, they all got a tea party the together and they discuss their, all their issues and everybody knows everything yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but th- that episode was very good just to be like have a, a gay man on that show just be like, I had no idea, and I'm sorry, and I didn't realize, and you know, like all these yeah. these things. I feel I feel like was really good, and then at the same time, the the one where I think it was Bobby, uh, the talked the most in that episode about having the religious past and problems to do to do that in a lady. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really good, also. So yeah, overall, absolutely fantastic show, and. I, I do believe they just filmed it back to back and kind of split them and in hopes that it would make the season overall just kind of feel better and more binge worthy, I guess, if there wasn't too many episodes. And yeah. maybe then they could have got feedback for season two. Maybe they chucked a couple episodes and decided which ones would go into season two type scenario. Who knows? Yeah. Don't really know, I suppose. Um, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, no. But it's going to be interesting to see what they come back with next year and if it's just season three or they do another, like, split throughout the year so early early 2019 season three late 2019 season four i'd be down for that if they yeah. split it just to spread out the so i have something to look for a bit more to spread out the horrible yeah. yeah i need to feel happy at both parts of the the gear guys so if you could if you could spread <laughs> out the the, che- the cheery yet make me cry tv shows that would be better for everyone <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you thank you uh, in advance what do we have <laughs> what do we have at number one at number one, we have The Haunting of Hill House. We're not like any other family. We're different. Because of where we grew up. Hill House. 
flashing between past and present, a fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. My my first question to you, Ash, is yep. now that we, and we as in everyone but you, decided that this was... <laughs> <laughs> decided at the Explosion Network that this was the best TV show of the year. Are you more likely to watch it or are you still going to sit on the I don't do horror TV? Nah, get out of here. I, I, I mean, it's heading towards more likely, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I feel like as head movie TV hunter of Explosion Network, if you haven't watched our number one TV show, yeah, you're letting everyone down. <laughs> yeah. When you put it like that. <laughs> Yeah, let me just be harsh and tell you how it is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so, if you don't know what Haunting of Hill House it is, it is based on a book. They've turned it into two movies. Now it's this uh, Netflix TV show. It's nothing like either of the movies or the book. So, if you've read or participated in any of those things, you're all good. And the most important element about this show is that, although, it, yes, it is a horror TV show, it is not a gory horror TV show. It is not a particularly scary horror TV show. And I'd say most of the scary stuff is more just like, it's, it's, it's good at keeping the tension up, you know? It's not a constant jump scare, ghosts everywhere type thing. In fact, most of the ghosts in the episodes are secrets that you can spot in the background or you just won't notice them at all. And people, when it was releasing on uh, Twitter were always being like, oh, there's one there. And I'd be like, fuck, I missed that one. Didn't even see that walking in the background there mm. or whatever. So it, it's more a, just a tension building horror show. But at the same time, it is, I think, primarily a drama. I would say it's 60% drama, 40% horror. Um, maybe the everyone in charge or whoever would maybe switch those roles will say it's a 50-50 show. But to, to me, the most engrossing element of this show was the family drama at heart, was the characters, was their story. And the horror stuff kind of just fitted into the story that they were already telling quite nicely. And the the supernatural elements of the story is kind of what perpetuates the, the drama and sets it all up. And that's nice. And that's kind of the backbone of it. But then what it all about is all about is just these characters, this family of six, five Five or six kids? I can't. I'd have to count them. Five or six kids um, dealing with one another, dealing with their father after a horrible incident that happens because the show starts, you see them, they're moving into this house. Guess it's the house, the, the hill on the house. The haunting of Hill House is the house they're moving in. Uh, they move into that house and then we kind of skip forward in time to when all the kids are growing up and, and they're all split apart and we soon find out that something horrible is going to happen into this house one night. Something horrible is going to happen that leads to them having to leave abruptly in the middle of the night and now they basically don't really talk to one another. One of the, the sons is a, a like a drug addict, rehabilitation, uh, one of the sons turned into an author and he's kind of writing about supernatural stuff, even though he doesn't really believe it. Even the stuff about Hill House, which he turned into a, a best-selling book, he doesn't even re- really believe his own bullshit. He just sells it because it's money, I suppose. You know, um, one of the daughters uh, runs a funeral home. And they're, they're all of, off in different places of the country. But then something happens within the family that kind of makes them whole all have to gather in one place eventually and that doesn't happen until episode six but as we're slowly getting to know each one of the characters over those first five episodes because each one's kind of centers on 
different characters, even though it shows you other characters, they, they basically just focus in on each different character. You get to know them. You get to see a little bit more about their, their present day life, what they were like as, as kids living in that house. And then they'll sneak in a little bit more details, slowly creeping up to what actually happened in the house. And it all eventually boils over towards the end of the season and things, things get hectic. But I think it is the thing that makes that the show special is the first five to six episodes I'm not saying it goes to shit afterwards it's it's like what comes afterwards is what you want but it's that first five to six where you're getting to know each of the characters slowly um over an hour because episodes are like they vary it's like one of those netflix shows where it's like this one's 42 minutes this one's 65 minute episode all right sure there's no stru- <laughs> structure to these time codes like this podcast series you're listening to right now they're just whatever they need to be uh but yeah the haunting of hill house Definitely one of the standouts for the year for myself. I'm not exactly sure where it falls on my personal list at the moment. But uh, if you're listening to this, yeah, you can listen to me tell you what, where it does actually fall on <laughs> the episode of What You Want to Watch that's out at this point of that tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening. Episode to, no, 23. It's out today. It's out today. It's out today. <laughs> if you're listening to this on time. Episode 23 of What Do You Want to Watch? Find out where I place the Haunting of Hill House in my top 10 TV shows a year. But either way, uh, it's the Explosion Networks. Number one overall. Absolutely fantastic show. Really, really great. Last thoughts, Ash? Yeah, I guess it's on Netflix. So good work, Netflix. <laughs> Good job, Netflix. And in fact, if you want to go over it, Haunting Your Hill House, Netflix, Queer Eye, Netflix, The Good Place, Netflix NBC in Australia. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Better Call Saul, no. Wild Wild Country, yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, no. Preacher, no. Sharp Objects, no. Nailed it, yes. Oranges, New Black, yes. What was that? One, two, that's like five. Yeah, good job. Yeah. 10 out of 10, Netflix, or five out of 10. However you want to I'm pretty it. sure it was pretty similar breakdown last year as well, so... Yeah, we're either big fans of Netflix or they actually just do good shows or we're biased. All of the above. It's probably certainly not getting paid, that's for sure. That's for sure. In fact, I'm paying them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Once again, make sure you check out explosionnetwork.com slash best of 2018 to find more of our best of 2018 content, be that our top 10 articles or more of these podcast breaking down our top five subcategories for stuff or breaking down the top five of our top 10 articles if it's all very confusing it's not really it's just the fact that the show is called it's 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 a thing either way if you head to the website it'll make everything simple for you make sure you subscribe to this what you're listening to right now if you just listen to this one random episode and you have no idea what you're listening to you're on the top five podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you want to listen to it. Subscribe to this. Look down the feed. That's where you'll find the rest of our Best of 2018 podcasts. This is where they all are going to be showing up as we break down all the stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Follow Ash on Twitter, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-A-B-L-E-Y. And follow Explosion Oak on Twitter at ExplosionPod. And make sure you let us know well, your top five or top ten or top seven or top six and a half if you want to be a Nick uh, TV shows of 2018 were. Until the next episode. Bye.